Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. It's been like three weeks, Sid, since we've been recorded in this fashion. I mean, we missed week last week. week before that, we recorded across from each other. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Across the, the states, I should say. That's true. Yeah. That was unusual. It was unusual. Hey, Sid, have you ever recorded an episode of Sawbones before? Um, what? Just answer. Just answer. Yes. Hey, Sid, have you ever... No, it's, it's just, I'm just going again. Hey, Sid, have you ever recorded an episode of Sawbones before? Yes. Hey, Sid, have you ever recorded an episode of Sawbones before on weed? Oh, no. <laughs> is that really... Are we, is that going to be the... Can we not? John Stewart, half-baked. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing performances. This has been... Great performances from PBS, starring John Stewart as the Justin, one guy from Half Baked to ask if you had done everything on weed. We've already done a whole episode on medical marijuana, so you you may be confusing some of our listeners. Uh, well, it's because I'm on weed, Sid. You're not. I'm on a lot of weed. No, and so I'm a little mixed up, a little loopy, no. little cuckoo in the head. Do, you say? Do you want to share what you? So Justin is prone to self experimentation. He likes to try new things. You got to try new things because it might help your anxiety. That's what Daniel Tiger says. <laughs> so what have you been What have you been dabbling in? Uh, so the thing that I've been sort of um, messing around with is CBD oil, which uh, stands for cannabis, buds. Do nope, it. Oil. No. Cannabidiol. And, nope. And uh, I, we were at the health food store, and I guess this should have been a tip off because we were at this new health food store in Huntington and we we're like making fun of like all kinds of whack stuff that was in there that we'd seen on saw, that we covered on Sawbones. Like this is whack. This is made up. This is stupid. This is whack. And then there was, as we were checking out, I got something at the counter. What is it that I had to get? It was like Charlie wanted, something. Charlie wanted something. She remember. saw something pink there. And so I was buying it. And then I saw CBD oil at the counter and I'd heard that that was like good, for anxiety, so I was like, I, for some reason, I forgot that everything else in the store was made up, and thought like maybe this will do it. So I bought uh, this dropper of CBD oil, and I asked, I said, "Can I have some CBD oil, please?" And he had this whole display, and he was like, "Uh, wh- which one?" And I was like, "Um, I actually nope. don't have any." The one everybody likes. I put no <laughs> the thought really into this. One. <laughs> What's the? They just opened. So they don't even know what the popular one is. Uh, so I just like got one at random that was peppermint and looked like 
regular. I thought I was playing with some pretty strong forces and I didn't want to get into like the deep stuff because it was weed and I was afraid. Was there was... one that was called the deep stuff? No, it was called the, I think there was a maximum strength if memory serves. And I did not want to get into the that. The deep stuff, so. the dank stuff, the, the double, dank, good the double strength herb. stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. Can I have the double stuff? I thought I was going to get arrested. So I was trying to be quick. And also, I didn't I, talk about it. That actually, I was afraid I was going to get arrested by the wife doctor police yeah. because you didn't know that I was buying it. I, I was afraid you'd make fun of me. I didn't. I was looking at the. I was like, well, this is. It's unfortunate that we have this store that has so many fake products in it, but then they also had some good vegan foods for when my sister comes into town. So I was perusing You're perusing those the, while I was getting hooked on items. hooked on weed, <laughs> hooked on the, the good dank stuff. Justin, do you know what you bought? I okay. Kidding aside. You know what it is. Uh, I'm not that much of a dunce. As I understand it, it is a oil that is made as a byproduct of cannabis that in and of itself has no psychotropic yes. uh, qualities. That is correct. It is one of, there are like 113 cannabinoids in hemp, in marijuana, and it's one of them. And it's not THC. THC is what makes you high. And, as, and cannabidiol does not. So... It's not. I don't. Are, do you, have you thought you've been high on it? That's a great question. Let's no, ask. Let's start no, with that. Do you no. think? Were you thinking you were high? No, because you're not. I no. I don't think I, I did. Okay. Think I was high. All right. Well, was, we've again, eliminated we're having a little bit of fun. All right. We're well, just making for sure. The show. Um. No. I mean, you let me know when you're ready for me to talk about my my experiences with it. Um. Do you want me to go through the evidence first, or do you want to talk about your experience? It might be easier for me. Actually, you know what? It might be better for me if I talk about sort of my perspective on it, because yeah. I, f- I feel like I might be too embarrassed after you tell me. Okay. Um, I did a cursory- It's not as bad as you think, but go ahead. I did a cursory Google, and what I did find was, I think I found like a study. I thought I found a study that it was helpful with anxiety. I saw, and then I saw a lot of anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. which I know, I know, I'm not saying that I was, that's like- be all end all, but I saw a lot of anecdotal evidence from people who are like, whatever. And the thing that I do believe about like cannabis and hemp and anything like that is an offshoot of that, along with a lot of things, there's one, not going to be a ton of research done into it because there's not a lot of money in it. And two, there is going to be, uh, all research is going to be sort of um, hampered, even in this case, by um, the connection with, with marijuana. And, and I think yeah. that... Uh, I've even seen some states that are like making it illegal, and yes. I, I don't know why you would do that if there wasn't something to it. But anyway, I've been kind of experimenting, like I said, uh, kind of doing the standard dose, whatever they say to do on the bottle. I dr- I drop like fifteen drops out of an eyedropper under my tongue of this peppermint flavored oil, and I would say is it like that- once a day, once a day, mm-hmm. and I would say that it is not extremely pronounced. But, and again, it may be placebo, uh, but I do feel like I have a slight mellowing of my mood when I have taken it. And I felt, I forgot it when we went on our book tour and I felt like I was a little uh, more stressed out. Now that, it was a very stressful kind of whirlwind travel experience. So that could be stressful. And then after that, we were on vacation, which was, well, less stressful than the book tour was. Um, so there's obviously some some mitigating factors there. But that has been my experience with it. It is not so pronounced where, like, if I haven't taken it, it 
in the morning. And, and I've been doing it, I think, like, three weeks or so. Uh, and it's not so, like, if I haven't taken it in the morning, I suddenly am like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Why? So it's like, that has not been my experience. But I think there is a, it feels like there is a slight difference, and I may be wrong. Do you think there is enough that if that it would, like, keep you from seeking out prescription drugs now? Like, if you were thinking, I might need a medication for my anxiety because it's not well-controlled, that it has enough of an effect that you would no longer seek out a medication I because mean, only you are... if, only if, and this is, we've been talking a lot about this lately, I feel like, the, the difference of, like, your different perspectives on science, but uh, if and only if my anxiety was very well-controlled by the real or placebo effect that this oil was having— if it was doing the job uh-huh. uh, where I didn't feel like I needed to seek out more stuff, then I probably wouldn't. I have used, like, I, I mean, I still have, like, my medication that I have taken for it. Okay. So I would, if it was, you know, severe enough, like, I, I, you know, I think so people. You're, you're taking the pragmatist approach. Yes. I take if the it pragmatist works, it works. If it works, it works. Okay. But I'm not saying that it does work. I'm, I, I'm, I'm taking the Justin approach. That, okay. like. It seems to have worked a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe placebo effect. I'm not lying to myself. So, let I I don't think you're lying to yourself. That's Let right. Let me start with that. But I think that uh, it we've would done be, a whole. Episode. I'm very easy to fool, so I would know no. if I was lying to myself. No, we've done a whole episode on medical marijuana, and I think a lot of the the points that we made on that episode are gonna gonna be repeated in this context. Um, so. Cannabidiol was discovered at first in 1940, and it was originally thought to be inactive. It was just, here's another component of marijuana. Look what we found. Weird, huh? We anyway. found a lot of these. They're not the THC one. They don't matter. That was the original thought. Um, it, as you said, it does not have a psychotropic effect. You don't get high from it, which is why it's kind of odd. You're right. A lot of states have banned any derivative mm-hmm. of hemp. So, right, they don't want to get into included. the research and, and do the research. So, well, it's it, which is odd in the sense that if it truly is just the cannabidiol, it doesn't, it, it's not a drug, right? It's not psychoactive. So, I'm not sure the, the purpose, but I'd say is more related to the fact that this is not well regulated. You don't know what you're getting. I don't yes. know. It would be this episode would be even better if I could say at the end of it that I took your bottle to a lab and had it analyzed to see if there actually is CBD in it. If so, how much? And some actually have been found to contain THC, but that I'm getting. Well, that was going to say that that's probably easier. It probably would not be no great shakes to be like to slip some THC in there mm-hmm. and just kind of like to, use that as a distribution system, I guess. Or to not have it have CBD at all. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, interesting. So it's it's been proposed as a medication for anxiety. It's also been investigated for pain, for uh, multiple sclerosis, for cancer. For epilepsy, which we're going to get into, which is very interesting. And there there are some now, like, FDA-approved uses for it. Mm. So very, very recently. If we'd done this episode six months ago, I wouldn't be able to say that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So when we get into, like, the history, there's not a lot of history of CBD because that's independent from the history of marijuana. And we've done a whole episode on that, so I don't want to belabor that point. But marijuana compounds whether they contain THC or not, have been used as medications for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? We accept that, that. that Like, it dates back to um, an ancient Sumerian text from 2900 BCE that people were using marijuana. Its introduction in the West is probably 
from the early 1800s. That's when we started seeing like marijuana used for various purposes in the West. And you could go into like the different strains of marijuana that were used. Was there more THC in those? Was there more CBD? Because that's a lot of the talk now. You can breed it so that there's higher proportions of CBD to THC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it was, it, it's been used for a very long time for things like pain and appetite stimulation and nausea. Um, and even in like the 1840s, you started seeing it mentioned as something for um, like anxiety and other psychiatric disorders mm-hmm. um, and also for seizures and that kind of thing. Um, it was part of the, uh, the United, like the U.S. Pharmacopeia, like the list of accepted medications to treat everything from psychiatric things like depression to insomnia to tetanus to muscle spasms to all kinds of different things. And that was all the way up until the uh, Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906. And that's when you start to see like the decline of the use of marijuana. And at that point, it was being prescribed for many different things. Um, But that started to regulate it. And then finally, in 1970, it was made a Schedule I narcotic in the United States. And at that point, of course, the uh, Schedule I drugs are drugs that supposedly have no medical accepted medical uses yeah and so if something is a schedule one that prevents us from you know using it as a medication what it also does is prevent us from you know doing experiments with it on people how weird isn't it because it's like it doesn't have any but if it does we will never find out it's kind of silly in order to put something as a schedule one it really should mean i mean it really should be something that we know doesn't it's mislabeled it's mislabeled, and we, we talked about that on the medical marijuana episode. I, I really feel like CBD and medical marijuana in general, I, marijuana has no business as a Schedule One. I mean, it's listed as the same as heroin or cocaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not the same thing, and I think we all know that. Whatever your feelings are on recreational use of marijuana, I think we can all agree that it's, it's misscheduled. You just said that on a podcast, now you're going to have to resign as Surgeon General. President Bartlett <laughs> won't let you. Because you do a good job. That was a great episode. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into the recreational use of marijuana because I think there are a lot of, I mean, that's a lot more. That's not medicine, and I'm a doctor. I get into it and... on my show, Weed Zone, <laughs> where I talk about all the recreational times I've had on marijuana. You can talk about it as much as you want, okay. but I'm just going to get into the medical stuff. I'm actually out of stories now. Um, I, I will leave it a mystery whether I am pro or con, although most people could probably figure that out. Yeah. Uh, Much has been made of the medical potential of marijuana, Mm -hmm. and this was usually linked to THC, but we have, over time, begun to engineer strains of, like I said, marijuana that have more CBD, and so we're investigating the potential of just the CBD, because the thought is, uh, maybe you're somebody who has any one of the disorders I've named, and you are interested in marijuana because other conventional therapies haven't worked for you, but you don't want to get high. You don't like the feeling of being high. You're not interested in the psychotropic effects. But if there are some sort of medicinal properties, you are interested in that. And then CBD comes in um, because there has been some evidence that perhaps CBD alone could Could help with certain things. Right? Right. Um, Products that contain CBD can range from like actual strains of marijuana that just have more CBD, but it's still marijuana. So you're still going to get all the psychoactive effects, right? Um, Two things that are like one-to-one, like compounds that are one-to-one THC and CBD, 
to pure CBD oil products, okay. which is which should not make you high. Um, how does it work is a big question. So we've removed the THC, so you're not just getting high. And that was the thought for a lot of people, right? Like, does marijuana just help with pain or anxiety or whatever because you're high? Right. And so now you don't care? Well, obviously not if CBD helps because CBD doesn't get you high. So how would that work? There are certain receptors in your brain that are actually, like, we've, we've labeled them as cannabinoid except, or receptors. CB1, mm-hmm. CB2, different receptors. And would um, those be even be in there if we weren't supposed to be doing marijuana? <laughs> Think about it. Certainly. Why would, why would the Lord, in all his infinite wisdom, have put receptors in there for weed uh-huh. if we're not supposed to do weed? Certainly hmm. other things could How bind think, and do bind hmm. to these receptors, hmm. but also this. Stumped. Uh, at the centrally located, at the centrally located CB1 receptors, uh, the way that CBD works is to delay the breakdown of something called anandamide, and that is a substance that acts at these receptors to like calm your brain. Okay. It calms down neuronal activity in your brain. Um, it can also help to reduce pain and inflammation, and as a result of it calming that. Um, or as a result of delaying the breakdown of this substance that causes calms your brain, then you have a longer calming effect. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. This is similar to how, sort of how like an SSRI, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, mm-hmm. that's like Prozac or another antidepressant. Mm-hmm. It's similar to the way they work on serotonin. They keep the serotonin around longer. Think about it that way. This keeps the anandamide around longer. So CBD is indirectly keeping this calming effect in your brain longer. Okay. That's one way we think it works. Um, it also acts on CB2 receptors, which help to reduce pain help, and inflammation. Which help you enjoy the movie CB2 starring Chris Rock. I, what movie is that? Uh, CB2. No, I'm sorry. CB4. We're not there yet. Oh, no. I don't know about those receptors. Okay. Um, and in addition, high amounts of CD, CBD have been found. I to- have a lot of CB4 receptors. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. It's a good flick. <laughs> in addition, high amounts of, of uh, CBD have been found to bind to serotonin receptors. Mm-hmm. And we know that serotonin is the, that is how we um, have chosen to address a lot of anxiety and depression through medications already. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So we have a lot more literature on CBD in like the last 10 years. So a lot of the stuff, a lot of our Sawbones episodes are old stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the history is kind of being written on CBD right now. We're in the midst of... This is the, the history has its eye on our CBD research. <laughs> well, it's true. Um, we had, you know, some thoughts that maybe it would help with, with, like I've said, anxiety, depression, with sleep, with nausea. Um at the 2015 International Cannabinoid Research Society um, 25th Annual Symposium, mm-hmm. they reported that the use of CBD can be beneficial for a whole bunch of different things. Kidney fibrosis, inflammation, metabolic syndrome, overweight and obesity, uh, anorexia, osteoarthritis, all kinds of musculoskeletal conditions. And again, this is all like preliminary evidence that people are suggesting. Some of this is... Um, in vitro some of this is in vivo and that's kind of where i would i would start to get a little um i don't want to say suspicious i'm not i'm not skeptical of it i'm just not as excited maybe as some people are a lot of this is in vitro which means we are watching the way cbd interacts with different parts of your body under a microscope like in a lab Mm -hmm. here's how it bound to these receptors but what does that mean clinically 
what will that do in a human, in a li- living, breathing human body? What will it do? Are you asking me or is that rhetorical? Because I don't. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, they don't either. I mean, that's the problem. And that's the thing. Like, an in vitro study is great. That's a first step. But then until you put it in humans, you can't draw conclusions. You can say that things look compelling. There's a correlation. This is interesting. This deserves further research. Absolutely. But so far, clinical data that actually proves this stuff is still lacking. We just haven't done it yet. So I'm going to say this a lot in this episode so that I try to avoid a lot of angry emails. I'm just saying we need more research. Right. I'm not saying that the answer is no, but I'm not saying the answer is yes either for a lot of these claims. But you're not saying it's no. I'm not saying it's no. But you're not saying it's yes. But the the excitement about the possibility of CBD, I think, has far outstripped the evidence for its efficacy at this point. Right. It got, let's say, let's say, I think it's fair to say that CBD has gotten a pretty good bump from its cousin THC. Yes. <laughs> in, in like building buzz. It's riding the coattails yeah. of THC. And there are products that contain CBD all over the U.S., not just oils like you bought, but there are like energy drinks and energy bars and coffee that also has CBD and tea made out of CBD. I mean, like there's all kinds of different ways to consume CBD. And the problem with that is that right now, nobody's quite sure how to regulate this stuff. And so you don't know what you're getting. Some of them might not actually contain any at all. And even if they do, the bioavailability, which means the amount that you can actually absorb after you eat it, after you take it in your mouth, is only like, depending on the preparation, somewhere from 13 to 19%. Ideally, it can be quite, it can be much less in some preparations. Um, So if you're only getting that much, it is there enough in your energy drink to even do anything? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, a study from the Netherlands collected homemade and store-bought CBD products and then just analyzed them to see what was in them. And they found that they didn't consistently contain any CBD, nor did the amounts present coincide with what was printed on the label, which what they said was supposed to be present in them, and uh, and what's even more concerning is that there were reports last year in Utah of a CBD oil or of, of an oil compound that was being marketed as CBD that was actually a synthetic cannabinoid. And we have talked about the dangers of synthetic marijuana mm-hmm. on the show before. And it was resulting in seizures and hallucinations. And a lot of patients were being hospitalized because the stuff they were getting wasn't CBD at all. Okay. So. This is why I think some of this excitement is dangerous is because there are all these products to, you know, to uh, try to make money off of this excitement. But it kind of reminds me of vaping a little bit. Yeah. Like the, this thing popped up and it's kind of a miracle and everybody let's all just get like waist deep in it yes. without really knowing. And 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 because uh, like one, there's a lot of positive feedback and two like we don't know what it does <laughs> yes it could we have no idea no we don't know what it does and as again as i've mentioned we're we are federally prohibited from doing a lot of studies to find out more mm-hmm. um so what does it work for well i'm going to tell you what it does work for but first justin let's go to the billing department let's go the medicines the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth 
Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool... Think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, Use offer code SAWBONES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared, all I got at two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. All right, Sim. All right. I'm me, ready. You want me to tell you what it's good Justify for? My, my preconceived notions. Well, I'm not going to justify it, but I'm going to tell you some things that are interesting. There are at least some studies that have suggested that perhaps it can be helpful for some of the um, pain that can be related to multiple sclerosis. I At least they believe that in Canada and Sweden where a medication, Sativex, which also contains THC, is prescribed for this reason. Mm-hmm. So, so there is at least enough evidence that they're willing to prescribe it. Um, m- notably in the U.S., and this is probably where most people have heard of it recently, epilepsy. So as of June, the FDA approved a CBD um a CBD based drug for epilepsy. That's that's kind of huge. Is that saying that it's like 
Does that say it works? I mean, if the, yeah, I mean, the FDA Baby, believes it. Uh, Sid, the FDA is part of the federal government in 2018. I do not think it's a buck wild question for me to ask. Does that mean it works? <laughs> uh, okay. It, uh, do you want me to get into like politics and the FDA? Not really. I mean, like, yes, actually. the FDA, the FDA is a government organization and there, there's lobbying. And then if you want to get into the power of the pharmaceutical industry and their ability to lobby drugs and get them through faster that maybe there are not there's not great studies for i mean like yes obviously all this exists i'm not going to sit here and say if the fda believes in it it must definitely work but there's got to be at least they have standards there has to be some evidence okay that it does something okay it can't enough. be totally fake and make it through the fda theoretically it's it it works <laughs> theoretically it's helpful correct yes fair okay theoretically yes um, this is and this was big news. So this uh, this new medication, uh, Epidiolex, is what Epidiolex. it's called. Um, it's CBD, and it is it has been approved for specifically two syndromes, two epilepsy syndromes, Lennox Gasto and Dravet syndrome, which are and it's important to know that they're they're approved for these syndromes. These are um, usually diagnosed in children. I mean, they're always diagnosed in children, I should say. They're pediatric epilepsy syndromes that are very refractory to treatment. These are, these are traditionally very difficult disorders to treat. Uh, patients who, who have these syndromes may suffer from 50 or more seizures a day. So these are what we kind of consider intractable epilepsy syndromes. Yeah. Um, and so th this isn't being used as like a drug of first choice among everyone who's ever had a seizure. They're using it for patients who have probably tried and failed many, many other medications. And maybe that uh, ketogenic diet we talked about on our keto episode. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that is, that is a, an FDA approved usage now. So there are at least some studies that were compelling enough that the FDA said, okay, let's give it a go for this. Okay. Um, and, as far as anxiety, there was a meta-analysis in 2016, which is a big study of studies. It's a big, mm -hmm. like, compilation of a bunch of studies. Sounds like the best you could do, really. Which showed that some animal studies suggest it might help with anxiety. I'm an animal. In, in humans there, I found case reports. I found very small trials. Some of them were in, indeed double-blind trials. Like, specifically, there were some things for, like, give a give a speech mm -hmm. something you could control very easily something that like you have to give a speech in public and you either do it with cbd or without cbd and mm -hmm. there was like a placebo that had like corn oil in it or something and anyway i found studies that were small but did show some of them some statistically significant results i know i shouldn't get yucked out by that but like it really yucks me out this idea that like i got a big speech coming up glad i just ate a whole syringe of corn oil anyway done <laughs> Time to blow them all away. <laughs> I got amped up with my not at all baffling pre-show ritual and I'm ready to go. And everything else, we're not really sure yet. All the other things that it's claimed to to be good for, we don't know. And it's hard. Yeah, okay, Dr. McElroy, I'm going to need you to like couch that anxiety effective efficacy a little bit more. You, I, a meta study of animals. That's fine. I need you to like pass, be judgy about it. I, I what does that to... mean to you? I don't because people are going to go off and they're going to be like, I got to get CBD oil. Doctor McElroy said it totally works for anxiety. Uh, 
I would say what I say about a lot of things, and this isn't just the, the party line, this is what I truly believe. If you have untreated psychiatric disease, I would seek help from a professional. I wouldn't, I wouldn't self-treat. I would go ask for help from a, from a psychiatrist or a family doctor or a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor. None of them will have the guts to give me the CBD oil I crave. <laughs> I would go talk to somebody. They don't want to be, I would, I would want to be put out of help. business. <laughs> um, I think that, yes, it is important. And I'm not saying that that's the only thing to do. And this is true not just for things like anxiety and depression. This is true for hypertension or diabetes. It's true for everything. You've got to find your own coping skills and mechanisms for managing your disease yourself. Absolutely. Um, which is why, like, we've talked before about things like yoga or meditation or, you know, some of the different techniques you've learned to help you cope with your anxiety that I think are very important. And so I, no, I don't accept... always have the time for this. Sometimes I just want to squirt some wool in my mouth and get on with my day, Doc. I accept that CBD could be part of that for some people, but the the problem, and I guess this depends on Justin. You and I have been talking a lot about if you're if you're a pragmatist or an empiricist. I guess it depends on if it matters to you if something really really works and can be proven in a lab to work, or if it seems to work and so that's good enough for you. Success is that it it appears to work and you don't need to know the truth. I guess that's what it matters. So far, I will tell you this, it does not, if it is in fact CBD, which you can't guarantee if you're buying a supplement, what you're taking might not be CBD. Uh, okay, the guy behind the counter seemed pretty What you're taking may contain zero CBD. Okay. So if we theorize that what you're taking and anybody else is getting is actually CBD, it's probably a low risk thing to do. Yes. I found a study actually that specifically said that like they were trying it out for Crohn's disease to see if it would help with Crohn's and they said no it doesn't help but it didn't harm anyone. <laughs> it seemed it, to be a safe but not effective thing. A safe ineffective treatment for Crohn's. <laughs> yeah. Um there there are side effects to it. Um you can have some stomach upset, you can have uh some sedation and especially if if it also is found to contain some THC but uh you can be drowsy. Um, but, mm -hmm. but generally speaking, the side effects are fairly minimal. So it's usually tolerated really well. It's, it's fairly safe to try most of the time. But again, I can't tell you what you're taking. Like, I can't tell you what you're getting if you're mm -hmm. buying it from a supplement place. Um, and this is concerning because it is marketed to at-risk population, kids, kids with these intractable epilepsy syndromes are being marketed this, this product that is not well controlled and may work some you could for also, some people. You could also vape it, which yes. to me, speaking of, yeah, we had. I, I didn't get troubling. into that. Yeah, you can consume it in oil. You can inhale it. There, there are different preparations of of cannabidiol that's that are available. Um, it's being marketed to the elderly for things like Parkinson's or dementia or Alzheimer's, and then all of the complex fatal diseases. Always like anything that's new. I feel like gets proposed for things like cancer, mm -hmm. you know, things that can be terminal, um, things like multiple sclerosis, mm -hmm. people who feel like, well, may feel like at some point that they're out of options. And so they are more likely to, to be desperate and turn to these things. And that always makes, I think any of us a little skeptical, a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. um, the regulation is a big problem because of conflicting federal and state laws, right? Right. Marijuana is a schedule one drug. So, but there are states where it's legal. 
Right. Yeah. So it, it so this gets into really murky like legal waters as to who is in charge of this, who's going to make sure that what you're buying is what you think it is. The federal government says it's all legal, so what the heck? The FDA just approved an, a, a CBD. Right. So also, is it a food supplement or is it a medicine? I don't know. If you're buying it over the counter and it's a food supplement, then it can be safe until proven otherwise. If it's a medicine, we go the opposite route. It's it's unsafe until we can prove otherwise. Fair. So this really matters. And you just don't know what you're getting when you buy it over the counter. Um, I, I should know, we kind of talked about this for Linux Gesto and like the, the use of it for epilepsy syndromes. The study that I, I got into, like the study that the FDA used to approve this, and I would not say it was a slam dunk for efficacy. I would not say that it was like the miracle drug. Why is that? Um, there were a couple of things. Uh, one, it was absolutely funded by the drug company, which I mean, to be fair, most of the big giant double blind studies that prove a medication work are. So that's, I mean, full disclosure, it is. Um, and, but they made the only available like CBD preparation so far for this, mm -hmm. the only like re FDA regulated CBD thing. So they are, they are providing a drug in a market where there is no competition. Right. When you make an orphan drug, so the, or an or, a drug for an orphan disease, so something that there's nothing else for, mm -hmm. you can keep it on patent longer. Mm. It's more lucrative. Mm. I'm just, I'm not saying that that means it doesn't work. I'm just saying these are things you should, you, you, should, you deserve to know the whole story, I think. And when you get into like the politics of the FDA, this stuff comes in to play. Um, the, uh, and, and it's important to note too, in that same study, 23% of the patients that receive CBD, um, had side effects significant enough that they dropped out of it. And oh, I don't really? mean, yeah, I don't mean that anything bad necessarily happened to them. Like, I don't, I don't mean to say it's dangerous, but at least made them uncomfortable enough. What strength were they using? You know, uh, I mean, like, was you know, I'd strong, have to look at the strong dose. It, I they think it was probably not the dose alone. It was in the study. Nobody was using it as a as monotherapy. Nobody was using it as a single agent. They were using it in combination with other epilepsy drugs. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the ways they think it might work. Actually, I was going to get into that is that it prevents the breakdown of other it works on certain enzymes that break down other epileptic drugs. Mm -hmm. And so by preventing the breakdown of these anti epileptic drugs, it actually lets them last in your system longer, which mm -hmm. might one, make them more effective, but two, make you drowsier. And mm -hmm. so that's why a lot of people dropped out is because the kids who were on the medication were really drowsy. Mm. And so they took them out of the study. Um, some of the results, while they looked very promising, didn't actually ever reach statistical significance, which means even though it's, it trended towards working, you couldn't actually say, scientifically speaking, that the differences weren't just from chance. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. So um, there is a follow-up study to this to try to kind of refine, because that's what you always do. If you have a study that suggests something, you want to do more studies to try to see if it's true, you know, to reproduce the results, that kind of thing. And this one was a little concerning to me because it, it, there was a mention that there were certain patients that were handpicked and referred by one neurologist who was very convinced that CBD was the best way to go. Um, and so he was finding patients whose like parents were going to go like move to Colorado and get CBD oil no matter what. And so he was putting them in this study instead. So you're taking people who already believe CBD works 
and then mm. giving them CBD and asking them if it works. It kind of buys your sample size. It does. It does. There's a and in I mean these are the this isn't a random sample. These are selected by, specifically. Right. By people who Yeah. And they're in it. they're seeing high placebo response in these studies. Uh from people who think they've got the real stuff and they because they believe in the because they the already product. were going to use CBD even before they got into the study. Mm. Um so they they believe they've bought the hype. They believe it worked even before so we saw whether oil, or not it did. So they might as well. <laughs> um the other thing, and I, I was I was reading some neurologists critiquing this, and I, I think that's the thing you need to know. Like as doctors, I don't have a I don't have a horse in this race. I don't make money off CBD, and I don't make money off anti-epileptic drugs, so I am not in either camp. And a lot of neurologists, their responses I thought were very um. They, it was kind of moderate. Like, well, if this is a medication that works, great. If it doesn't work, let's not use it. But we got to take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. The, the, all this passion for it really has no place in science. You just, you'd study it. Let's study it and see if it works. And we have some evidence that says, you know what? This might actually be helpful for patients with these very severe, chronic, can be very debilitating, you know, epileptic disorders. So let's try it, but let's, let's not get carried away, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, that's what we would say about literally any other medication, right? Yep. Um, there might be better ways to target these receptors. We found them. We know CBD works. Maybe there's something we can make that works even better. Mm. Why are we settling for this if it works a little? Yeah. You know, just because it's marijuana and that makes us excited and we think the government <laughs> doesn't want us to have it. It's buzzy. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's something to, to ask about. Um, it, and it's also... You know, it's important to remember that like a lot of these, a lot of the people who are using this medication are, they're just, they're desperate. They're desperate for anything. Right. Um, and so that's gonna, that might change the results a little bit, um, which I guess it doesn't matter if the patient is doing better from the perspective of the caregiver. Does it matter whether it's true or not? I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, it, it, this is not a cure-all. It might help some patients. It won't help all of them. There are some who might be harmed by it. Again, I think minimally harmed, but might be harmed. This is true of every medicine. This is, the CBD is not unique. I could have said that about literally any medicine I prescribed ever in my career. Um, But that just means that it, it doesn't make it something special. And I think that's, that's probably like the, the end of this conversation. The point is there is no place for, for zealotry in science. It either works or it doesn't. And if it works, we should use it. And if it doesn't, we shouldn't. We should be able to study it. And again, I return to if marijuana was not a Schedule One drug, we would know a lot more about what it does and doesn't do. And we wouldn't have to have, I mean, when you try to research CBD, you have to sort through just pages and pages of people who are advocates for it without any evidence. Right, right, right. When you said anecdotal evidence, I was thinking about the idea of that term. It, why is it? Why is anecdote ever evidence? It's anecdote. It's all yeah. It, it is sort of like a paradoxical. I mean, saying like it, it can't. Yeah. Yeah. To my mind, evidence is evidence, and if this stuff works, we should make it available. It should be regulated so that you get what you think you're getting, so that we know that what's in that dropper that you're using is in fact CBD. That is troubling for sure. No matter where you stand on it, you should want this to be, you know, whatever. You you should mm-hmm. at least want to know that you're getting what you're you're getting we should have endless room 
for evidence within the within the world of science. We should always be willing to explore and search. And if if marijuana and CBD specifically have these great therapeutic possibilities, then let's study them. Let's figure out what they are and let's find a safe, effective way to give them to people. If they don't, though, then we I I think you got to give it up and move on. And and I think that's where I think that's where we're running into a wall is that, you know, I've, I found people who were advocating its use to cure cancer. Yeah, see, you lose me. Exactly. You've, you've lost me, too, because, I, you know, if you're telling me there's some great studies that suggest maybe for um, epilepsy and for anxiety and I saw some things for PTSD and for insomnia and again for maybe pain and for nausea, I think all that stuff merits further study. Let's do some good studies and see if it works or not. But once you start making claims that it is the miracle cure-all mm-hmm. that will fix all of your problems. Well, we all know how that shakes out. You're standing with every other charlatan in history who's just been trying to make money off of the desperate. Folks, that's going to do it for us this week uh, on Sawbones. Uh, we got some affiliate links on our website where you can order CBD oil. Let us get a cut of the profits. And <laughs> no, don't say have, that. Well, it's a side biz I've been looking into. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, I don't we've got a lot medicine. of great flavors. Vape it. Don't vape it. It's up to you. Everything we have can be vaped and not vaped simultaneously. <laughs> um, thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use the song Medicines. This is the introduction of our program. We got a book coming out in October, October 9th specifically. We've actually had the uh, the first uh, common advanced reader copy of that book, and it is so neat, and we're so excited about it. Ta- Sydney's sister, Taylor Smurl, did the illustrations, and they're beautiful, and you can get pre-order that right now. It is such a big help. Um, pre-orders are huge because they're counted in the first week book sales and that is a huge determining factor as to whether or not you get to make more books so please please take a moment and pre-order go to bit.ly forward slash the sawbones book and pre-order it right now i really really appreciate it yeah, i think we're, we both do we're really proud of this book and i think i think you'll really like it. i think you'll like it if you like our show and honestly if you know somebody that doesn't like our show but likes like medical trivia Mm-hmm. And and weird old medical stuff. Get it for them because there's or a lot of or just trivia. Or I think just... I always think this is the kind of book like for that person who just likes to know things that nobody else knows. Yeah, I learned a lot writing it. Um, I think yeah. we both did. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, but folks, that is going to do it for us for right now. So, until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.